and welcome to Way Too Twog's Bagpipe and History Podcast, where I, your host Jeremy, explores the possible repertoire of 18th and early 19th century bagpipers. Come and let's enjoy some tunes. Hello, so this is another kind of way too twog in the wild episode, uh, in that it is recordings that I made while traveling around a bit and, uh, not me walking through the woods again. I am back in my squeaky chair in the basement of North Dakota, uh, after just having gone on a couple more trips, uh, recently that were pretty lovely. Uh, anyway, kind of looking at what I've recorded and what to do with it, I realized that I have played some very interesting and kind of important um, makers and uh, different types of Scottish small pipes and border pipes than I've ever played uh, recently. So uh, this episode is going to be me kind of showing off some tunes with uh, different pipe makers and some tunes I've had uh, kind of shared with uh, some people mostly. Actually, it's actually just going to be playing by me and Rob Edward, I guess. Everybody else, uh, I didn't wind up recording them playing much or it's going to be part of a, a different episode. So uh, so anyway, this is uh, the episode where Jeremy gets to try a bunch of different bagpipes. Um, I've mentioned before that I'm, I'm kind of a solitary guy uh, before, or piper at least, until the podcast kind of made me start interacting with people online. So you know, apart from the the brief stints that I had in Highland pipe bands, I haven't really been around a ton of other pipers with a, a variety of pipes until this year, really. And uh, I've been really lucky this summer uh, to visit with some dear friends and try a bunch of really cool, <laughs> really cool bagpipes. So we're going to start this sort of uh, autobiographically, chronologically. Uh, and so just to get started, you know, uh, earlier this summer, kind of the beginning of the summer, I drove down to North Carolina and my first stop was back in my old stomping grounds in, um, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, just about, which is where I was born, uh, where I got to hang out with John Charles, who's been a guest host on this, uh, podcast a couple times. By the way, he has a absolutely lovely set of Robert Felsberg small pipes and, uh, they're a delight to play. So we'll get started with that. Uh, this is me playing a William Vickers tune called the body Miller, which I'm quite fond of. Uh, as I mentioned, my zoom recorder didn't really work terribly well. So the number of recordings I have are, are a little bit limited. So this is actually a video that I shot and uploaded to YouTube and then ripped the, the sound from. So it's a little bit wonky, but, uh, anyway, here's the Bonnie Miller from William Vickers on a set of Robert Felsberg small pipes. Thank you. 
they're really just completely lovely pipes. And I, I feel awkward um, about, I mean, I'm really glad. I'm really glad with what incredible pipes they are, um, that they exist. But it's, it feels weird to talk about it because, you know, Rob is, Robert Felsberg is making me a set of these pipes and he's gifting th- them to me uh, so that, you know, I, so I make more music with them uh, as like a way to help support the podcast. And I'm like incredibly grateful and it makes me feel like uh, it is not fair. And I actually haven't talked to, like I kind of haven't talked to him about quite what level of impressed I have been with his pipes after playing with so many other pipes. But uh, anyway, I guess I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end, I suppose. Uh, I've already waxed poetically about uh, what incredible pipes these uh, these pipes are from, from Robert Felsberg. And, you know, I think there might be something magical about John Charles's specific um, set of, of pipes. You know, each one, each instrument is you know, artisanal and artist made and has unique characteristics, but holy man, does that set of pipes. It's just so satisfying to play. Um, we'll do another tune. This is one that I don't have any idea where I learned it. It's a Terry Tully dune called, uh, ass in the graveyard, ass in the cemetery, ass in the graveyard, ass in the graveyard. Um, and I just, I play it from memory. So I'm sure it's a little bit different or off, but, uh, again, it just kind of jumped into my fingers when I was recording. Uh, so anyway, here it is, Ass in the Graveyard, again on those Quiet Piper Small Pipes. Those are really lovely pipes to play. The there's this design on this particular chanter that Robert doesn't do on all of his chanters, I don't think. But there's a scalloped top uh, top hand, and it makes the the feel of the chanter so different. Like it's it's a, somehow a little bit. Um, it feels more cylindrical rather than conical, which I know like small pipe chanters are fairly cylindrical, but it just has such a different weightlessness to it like somehow feels like there's nothing there um and that it's perfect somehow like it like you're just holding on to a magical stick that has been somehow blessed by the the fine the, the fairies or the the fine folk to like make magical music and it's like i don't know uh i feel bad for uh like it just seems like there's no way that that's replicable like this has got to be a unique characteristic to this particular chanter um but it's just absolutely lovely to play i've got a couple recordings of it that are like ass in the graveyard and then this next one i'm going to play i did record on the external microphone um just whatever for whatever reason the sound card on my work laptop couldn't handle audacity recording additional tracks like that's what broke it so i recorded an entire episode of william vickers tunes um but they all are kind of useless because of some um, weird artifacts and scratchiness that's in the uh recording sound so we're not gonna hear those but uh another set that i recorded on the the zoom before it broke um 
I'm going to include it. It's sort of, uh, autobiographical too. Um, I was recording and then John Charles ran out to get some ingredients and, uh, so he could make some like fresh pizza with his crust. It was amazing. Uh, great food, great company. And that visit with John Charles. And I feel uh, kind of bad. Like I listened to a ton of music from John Charles, but I can't really share it with you. Like I even recorded several things, but it's all stuff that John Charles is going to make episodes about hopefully. Uh, so I don't want to talk about it too much, uh, or at all so that it can be kind of exciting and a surprise when those episodes come out. But, um, yeah, great host, great tunes, looking forward to those episodes. Um, so we're going to go out with a set, uh, again on those Felsberg small pipes that are so lovely. This is the mermaid set more or less, uh, from my album Bannocks of Barley Meal. These are all tunes from Patrick McDonald's, um, collection of Highland vocal airs from 1784. It starts with the mermaids, uh, uh, fisherman song, the mermaid song, mermaids or fisherman song for attracting seals. And then, uh, Spoygan, Joseph McDonald's jig, uh, and I think I, I wind up kind of, I'm not sure that I finished the set. I think I kind of abandoned it at some point. If I play the whole set, it, it goes on to, um, Lord Ray's jig and the goat herd. Uh, but I know I kind of wander around just playing notes for a while and then wind up playing flowers of the forest. Cause I just didn't want to stop. I didn't want to stop playing the instrument. It's so, uh, it's so lovely. Uh, anyway, here's that set and you can hear John Charles come in and unpack some groceries while, uh, I'm, I'm playing.
you can just play these things forever, can't you? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing with those pipes. And like I said to John Charles, like you just, I never wanted to quit playing them kind of every time I was only at John Charles's place for like 24 hours, but seriously, every free moment I had, I wanted to rush back and strap those things on and just play. Um, there's something magical about those set of pipes. And I think in general, I've always really liked Rob's aesthetic anyway. Like there's a, there's a sense of like simple, simpleness to his pipes that are also like painfully elaborate, which is sort of how that chanter felt. It feels like I've heard people refer to really good chanters as sticks before. And I always thought it was just being kind of flippant and like, that was the joke. But like, that chanter feels like a stick, but in a sense where it's like, like you're doing something magical, like a magical wand. It's a, it's that kind of stick. Like it is not a statement of it being simple, but it being like the perfect, the, uh, I had this awesome discussion with Tiber Felzet and he was talking about, um, kind of folklore of the, the Isle, like the Hebrides and the Highlands and in Ireland too. And like how, like we think of supernatural, it's like supernatural, but there's also like supernatural, like really excessively perfect of nature, right? Like great examples of it. And I think that helps me think about that chanter and playing those pipes again. Is that sort of what it feels like? It's the, it is the, the ideal, <laughs> the platonic ideal, like the perfect stick, the perfect chanter, the melody of it. Anyway, it was lovely, lovely playing those things. I've, I don't know. I think I've said on the podcast before, but I just, I feel a little weird, like, uh, you know, whatever you can hear it. You can hear how good those, those pipes are when John Charles plays them. Um, probably more so than when I do, but like they're really good pipes and I'm very excited to have my own set and, and see what they're capable of. But I also feel, like I said, I feel a little guilty cause I, I feel like there's no way any pipes can live up to that. Like there's, there's gotta be something special going on with John Charles's set of pipes. Uh, and you know, each, each instrument is different and it takes a while to figure it out. And like John Charles has probably breathed some love and, uh, and something into them and they've had their own journey, I guess. But anyway, speaking of, of pipes and journeys, so we'll, we'll leave, uh, quiet pipe or small pipes behind for a bit. And, uh, I'll continue my autobiographical chronological trip here. Uh, and this was, uh, the next set of pipes I had to play were in, North Carolina. So, uh, I made it down there. I had kind of made a, a play date. Uh, the only person I, I really was able to reach out to and make plans to, to hang out with when I was in North Carolina, uh, was Rob Edward. Uh, Rob was an apprentice to McClellan bagpipes throughout the pandemic for a couple years. Um, and he and I had, had talked about kind of high B's and high C's on chanters before. And at one point, uh, he mentioned, or when I was talking about getting a set of small pipes, he mentioned he had a Harriet and Allen set, uh, for sale. And if I was interested in them. And so I posted a track, uh, on the Larry Grogan, uh, episode where you can hear, uh, me playing those pipes with the low F. Uh, anyway, so I went over to his house and the, the first day I just kind of expected to go and, and maybe play Highland pipes and try out his small pipes. And I just had no idea that Rob had several sets of Northumbrian small pipes and played Northumbrian small pipes. And I have been fascinated by that instrument for years, but always assumed that I wouldn't actually be able to play them. Um, and that was not the case. So like the first day that I got my hands on, uh, Rob's Northumbrian small pipes, which are made by Burley, uh, 
it blew my mind. Like it was actually doable. It was attainable. And I immediately made absurd plans and uh, recorded oh, like did a whole deep dive. Well, not a deep dive, but I just played through a bunch of tunes and John Bell's manuscripts um, and a bunch of other Northumbrian tunes so that I could, uh, I knew I was going to see Rob again. And I was like, well, I'll just quick learn all these Northumbrian tunes and get you know, podcast or album level recordings of Northumbrian small pipes so that I'm just ready to go. Uh, and that was going to be the episode I was down there. And then there was just something weird. The first time I strapped those things on, they were not easy, but they certainly weren't hard. Uh, and then the next week when I went, it was like, Oh wait, no, this is stinking impossible. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, here is me badly playing, uh, Hey Johnny cock up thy beaver. Like this is literally the first within 20 minutes of me putting on North Armenian small pipes. So there are certainly errors. Um, and I tried to be cognizant of it, but, uh, well, anyway, you can hear me make all kinds of mistakes and, and errors and then I'll, I'll have some thoughts about it. Yeah, uh, not impossible. I, I was expecting that it would be impossible because of how tight the fingering is. Um, at least that's what it looks like. But um, immediately, it wasn't too bad. And I think there are a couple reasons for that. So if you are interested in Northumbrian small pipes, and you've always thought that your hands couldn't handle it, I will tell you uh, kind of what I did to make it so that that instrument wasn't impossible on my first uh, arrival. So first off, like you play with your fingertips, right? So rather than using the flats of your fingers, like you do on Allen pipes or Highland pipes or Scottish small pipes, use the very tips of your fingers. So if you've got a set of uh, D, like Scottish small pipes, if you can get your fingertips to, to play that rather than the flats, which you're probably doing already, then you can probably handle Northumbrian small pipes. Um, the other thing I would recommend is either playing your D small pipe chanter on your knee or just putting a, a bit of putty or cork on the bottom so that it's a closed system. So to me, like I play Illin pipes quite a lot, which is already a closed fingering system where you want to like make sure that there's no sound coming out of the chanter between the notes, right? You can close off the 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 playing close off the sound so if you do that with a, uh, a scottish small pipe chanter in d if you already have one and you can switch to playing with your fingertips um that kind of gives you a good thing to start uh i will say that it's not perfect uh, a big part of northumbrian small pipe tuning is that you only have one note off at a time i believe like one finger open at a time and if you're doing that with a scottish small pipe chanter it's not going to be quite in tune so you might have to have more than one finger off um in order to to get it to sound musical but uh it is doable i recorded uh, a robert bremner tune called guzzled together uh, on oyster wives rant where i did that I kind of was able to make some kind of approximation of an early kind of keyless Northumbrian small pipe chanter, at least in my head, I thought I was doing that. Uh, after playing one, I tell you, uh, it's a little tricky, but anyway, here is a recording of me playing guzzle together on Denny Hall small pipes. Um, just trying to, to do that same thing where you kind of emulate the, to me, I was trying to emulate the sound of Northumbrian small piping. Anyway, here it is guzzle together. 
So yeah, it, the funny thing, like Guzzle Together is the tune that I most think of uh, kind of being able to, to make that North Armian small pipe sound, to me anyway, on Scottish small pipes. But uh, when I had a North Armian small pipe chain in my hand, I couldn't play the tune. Uh, the second note to the highest on the small pipe channer is really integral to that. So a C in this case, or like a G if we're on Highland Pipes, uh, but it doesn't, that, that note ain't, like, I couldn't figure it out when I was playing it on Northumbrian Small Pipes. I kept hunting around to find the right key that would make it work, and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, so it's just funny to me, anyway, that this Robert Bremner tune that I think of as, oh, yeah, it's a good representation of that type of music is not at all doable on a Northumbrian Small Pipe channer, uh, at least not the one that I was playing in that particular key. Um... But yeah, that's a burly set of pipes. Burly made a lot of Northumbrian small pipes. Uh, you see them float around for sale pretty regularly. I really, I really like them. They're really fun to play. Um, I'm definitely feeling the urge to get another, to get one. I'm hoping, uh, one of the things that Rob was doing that's kind of neat is, you know, he had a, a four drone set of Scottish small pipes made by Harriet and Allen, who also made Northumbrian small pipes, but um, this is a, just a set of their Scottish small pipes, and he just plugs in a Northumbrian small pipe chanter to it, uh, like as a split stock situation. So I'm kind of hoping I might be able to do that. Uh, not that I dislike Northumbrian small pipe drones, just, you know, I'm about being able to do it <laughs> with this few like i already want to go to gigs and stuff i have recently discovered i have way too many bagpipes to to go and do a bagpipe gig i don't know how like sean Folsom and uh people that that go with all the pipes do it like goodness it takes so much stuff i'm just hauling what three bagpipes basically four bagpipes and it already feels like it's way too many to take to a gig i can't imagine so yeah if i can just get that down to a single channer i'll be a much happier uh, person uh anyway let's speaking of harriet and alan uh like i said uh, the whole, kind of the whole reason I thought I was going to be hanging out with Rob uh, was just to talk about high bees and then to uh, perhaps uh, help him sell a set of Scottish small pipes made by Harriet Allen. So here's another kind of standalone set of me playing these, uh, and this is an, a set of jigs that are going to be on my uh, album. This is Tlach or the Nurse's Song, uh, and then Bundle and Go and You Silly Fool. I think it kind of peters out there at a certain point um anyway this is me playing it again like i said you can listen to me playing the tunes uh from Richard Heimbel's uh loss album with ross ainsley and their accompanying guitarist i feel bad for not knowing his name off the top of my head uh but it's a set of tunes that use that low f note right where you tape down the side so this harry and allen set can totally do that as well so uh anyway here's me playing some jigs from Donald McDonald and maybe an Eliza Ross tune in there too, not a hundred percent sure.
Yeah, so that's just um, Palach or the the nurse's song, and then Bundle and Go. Uh, those are both from Donald McDonald. Um, yeah, they're they're lovely. That's a I think that's the second time. Maybe the first time I was playing them, so still getting a little bit used to the pressure. They do take a good bit of air. Um, again, one of the things that I love about Rob Felsberg's pipes is they don't like they are quiet and they are very air efficient, uh, which is the thing I appreciate more and more in my bagpipes is where they're not super hard reads and are super easy. Kind of, I am, I love a good sounding quiet read. Um, anyway, so if you want that Harry and Allen set of pipes, you can get a hold of Rob Edward and he happily part them uh, part with them for you uh that's a three drone set in a and uh rob wanted a, a four drone set so he got that and he's kind of got a, a spare now essentially and it's a really interesting set of pipes like i think it's been interesting rob had a lot of different pipes um a lot of different uh, several different scotter small pipe makers that i hadn't encountered before like i'd heard the name harriet Allen, but i never uh, knowingly played them Actually, that's not true. Isaac Walters, uh, who again has been on this podcast uh, a couple years ago, I think he has a set of Harriet and Allen uh, small pipes that I played, but it was years, years, years ago, um, and the name had kind of escaped me a little bit. But it's interesting that there's this whole trajectory. We think of Scottish small pipes as, um, you know, a phenomenon that's you know fairly recent and definitely a scottish thing first um but like you know there's northumbrian small pipes that were they didn't need a revival like they were continually going right um so yeah harriet and allen made northumbrian small pipes and scottish small pipes i think in the 70s uh they were already doing that yeah, according to a, a kind of nice little write-up on McGillery Piping's website, yeah, Harry Allen has been around since the 1970s making Scottish small pipes and Northumbrian small pipes. So, like, that is... 19, 1970s is sort of earliest, earliest of days of the Scottish small pipe revival, right? Like, it is not an instrument that has been around forever, the Scottish small pipes. Like, there's a handful of sets from the 18th century um, that are kind of funky. Uh, the Montgomery small pipes, I think, are the oldest set that we know of that would kind of be recognizable as that, and I think they're in some weird, I think they're in, like, the Kia F or something. Um and their mouth blown. Like there's all these kind of weird little things about them. Like the Scottish small pipe had to be revived and they were able to be revived kind of because Northumbrian small pipe makers were continually making small pipes from the 18th century to the present. So you'll hear dumb asinine comments like the Scottish small pipe came about because Highland pipes are outlawed. Like that's not a thing. Um, so yeah, don't, don't believe that nonsense, but it's, you know, it was a rare instrument. Um, and now it's sort of taken over, um, but yeah, there's this whole other side of Scottish small pipe makers who are people that made Northumbrian small pipes and like where a lot of that information kind of came from. I think even even Hamish Moore, who's like credited with a lot of important work in terms of like getting border pipes and Scottish small pipes in the hands of really excellent pipers in Scotland to make that instrument kind of kick off and stay kicked off. Um, like even he, I think, was able to learn how to do it from talking to and studying with Northumbrian small pipe makers, right? Like, I, I see Colin Ross come up in some of the weird little bios I've read of um, Hamish here and there. Uh, so, uh, anyway, so these Harriet Allen pipes are, are kind of neat. They're lovely sound. You know, they've they've got a real full, rich tone to them. Um, and 
yeah, an interesting bit of history. Uh, anyway, let's hear some more tunes from them. This is a, uh, well, this is a duet, right? So the first day I went to hang out with Rob, I didn't bring many pipes. So I just played his Harriet Nell and three drone set and he played his four drone set. And, uh, he thought, you know, and it was kind of neat. We just played through the duet setting that Matt Seattle has in the William Dixon manuscript for, uh, and thou were my ain thing. So, uh, here's me and him both sight reading and maybe not doing great justice to this tune, but you can hear a couple Harriet and Allen tune, um, pipes working together here. Yeah, Rob has been handpiping a while and interested in Scottish small pipes and made some good friends and has inherited some lovely instruments. And um, one of those is a another set of Scottish small pipes made by a fellow named John Rutson. And I don't, I can't really remember again the details of Rutson as a pipe maker. I think Rob said he was a, a pipe maker in Ireland, and I've definitely seen that on the internet some places. I've also seen uh, a Rutson. Um, like bag that says it's made in Scotland. So not a hundred percent sure, but uh, another lovely sound and set of pipes that kind of have that same full tone, um, that all of these Scottish small pipes have had so far. So anyway, this is me playing another set that I'm working on for the next album, which is a lot of tunes from Donald McDonald and, um, uh, from Donald McDonald and Eliza Ross in there as well. Uh, so the tunes are, will you take a wife, Donald, dark girl of the sheep, 
uh, and I think Tail Toddle Earl Mariscal's reel, and I'm and I think that's where it cuts out. Uh, anyway, here it is on some John Rutson small pipes. Apart from having a large variety of interesting bagpipes, uh, Rob also had some really cool books uh, that I should have but don't yet, uh, including uh, Gordon Mooney's book. Uh, I don't know if it's... I thought it was called More Party Elbow, but maybe it's not. The Music of the Scottish Borders or Lowland Border, North Armenian Scottish Bagpipes. Um, anyway, uh, so we played a tune under there and sight-read it, and uh, this is the second time I went to hang out, and I brought Ilan Pipes and other instruments with me. So we did this as a duet with him on Small Pipes and me on uh, Ilan Pipes. And the tune is called Lincoln Dotty. Uh, and like I said, it's from uh, Gordon Mooney's book. And yeah, Lincoln Dotty, cool tune. It doesn't really fit terribly well on Ilan Pipes. Um, but like there's one phrase that bounces between the high A and C that just is not fun to do an island pipes, but everything else sounds pretty good. And anyway, it's, uh, I, I really like the way it sounds. I want to remember this tune, so I'm including it here so it pops up in my feed every so often. Um, but yeah, I definitely kind of butcher it and throw Rob off. But anyway, enjoy the tune, Lincoln Dotty, if you can.
was it. It's perfect. <laughs> You know, I think it's a, a good excuse, you know, playing uh, a tune from Gordon Mooney to mention, like, um, one of the reasons I was, like, there's there's a, a bigger history than just Hamish Moore to the, the revival of Lowland and Small Pipes. Obviously, I'm just thinking about it in relationship to these Harriet and Allen pipes, because I also got a chance to play Hamish Moore Small Pipes. So it might feel a little bit like a non-sequitur or like I'm leaving out Richard Garvey and all sorts of other people, but I still haven't played Garvey Pipes. I'm really excited to... Um, one of the things that I'm kind of most excited about going to the, uh, Piper's Gathering is I, I know there should be some Garvey pipes there and I'd, I'd love to hear those things in person. Um, and other, other makers as well, obviously there's so many makers that I didn't even know existed that I'm excited to hear and, uh, learn some more about. So, uh, <clears throat> anyway, let's do, uh, another duet. Uh, this one is a lot more friendly for Ellen pipes than border pipes. Obviously I, I threw Rob for a bit of a loop when I was like, Oh, I know what my version of this will be. I'll just hold that note back and forth and derail them. Um, but this next tune works a lot better and doesn't confuse him or, or me nearly so bad. And this is a tune written by him. So this is, is this yours, uh, composed by Rob Edward. have ruined enough takes to uh let poor rob uh give us a solo so we can see that he is a much better piper without me uh whimpering along and sight reading badly um i don't know man every time i try to play uh like small pipe or border pipe music on island pipes i just get a new appreciation for jarlett henderson who was able to duet with ross ainsley on border pipes all the time and just make it sound so effortless and cool uh that's that's not the easiest thing to do in the world um anyway so we're gonna go out with uh rob playing setting a course for lewis uh solo on his uh harriet and allen uh four drone small pipes uh, it just absolutely sounds lovely uh, apart from making tunes like i said rob apprenticed with mcclellan bagpipes for a number of years he's not quite sure what all he's going to wind up making. It seems like he might start making other main small pipes, might make border pipes, might make interesting key Scottish small pipes. But I'm excited to see kind of what he winds up doing. Uh, 
visiting him and, and touring his shop and seeing all the stuff he's made. I'm excited to see what he goes with. Right now, he's he's finished his prototype for Bellows Design, and I think he's going to start making Bellows. So if you're needing a new or good set of Bellows, I think Rob would be a good guy to get in touch with. He's also a heck of a furniture maker, so I think next time I'm in North Carolina, I'm going to bug him to make me a Ellen Piper stool, so I always have one that's the right height for playing regs. But uh, anyway, and also, of course, if you want... Uh, that three drone set of Harriet and Allen small pipes that I've been playing in these clips, which are just, they're really quite nice. Um, you can get in touch with him at uh, rcedward at gmail.com. Again, that's rcedward at gmail.com. There'll be a link in the show notes, but just see how it. So uh, anyway, here is setting a course for Lewis, uh, played by Rob on his four drone set of Harriet and Allen small pipes. And just coming back in here, I want to add a quick disclaimer. Uh, at various points in this episode, I have called Rob Edward uh, with like no S, but his name is Rob Edwards. Uh, I just called him Rob Edward because that's his Gmail address. Is there's no S on the the email. And I'm just inserting this here because this is the second time I've recorded this episode because of, like, I recorded the whole episode where I said his name a lot more, calling him Rob Edwards, and then saw his Gmail. I was like, oh, crap. I put an S on there where there shouldn't be, but no, there is an S. His name is Rob Edwards. Sorry, Rob. Um, but yeah, his, the email address doesn't use that. It's just rcedward at gmail.com. Uh, I don't think this really matters, but just if you decide to start an email to say, yeah, I want those pipes, Mr. Edward, uh, it's Edwards, Rob Edwards. Uh, but yeah, rcedward at gmail.com. Cheers.
Well, I certainly don't have a familiarity with every Scottish small pipe or Northumbrian small pipe maker, but it is interesting to me that the Harriet and Allen and the Ruxin set uh, all have, like, I, I guess, disc disc top. Like, if there's chalice top drones, hammer top, I would call them discs. Um, Ross Calderwood does it, too, at Lockhalsh Pipes, kind of this flat disc at the, the top of the, the drone. It's a, a really pleasing aesthetic, but I don't associate it with Northumbrian small pipes. Um, and, like, by contrast, Ray Sloan's Scottish small pipes, like, Ray Sloan makes Scottish small pipes, uh, border pipes, Allen pipes, um, all of them, and his... The, the, that set of B flat Scottish small pipes are borrowed from him, or borrowed from um, uh, a friend to, to record. They just have Northumbrian small pipe drones, is like the, the aesthetic of them, which is a pleasing aesthetic. I like it, like, and especially all the extra bells and whistles of like the plugs built in um, and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, definitely different than those Harriet and Allen Scottish small pipes or the John Ruxin ones. So, um, Anyway, here, let's just throw in a race loan clip since we're kind of doing a, a deep dive or a, a playthrough of all these um, good and interesting uh, Scottish small pipe makers. It's also somewhat selfish. I recently cut this from the album I'm working on. Last year, I recorded uh, this tune, Jolly Robin, on those race loan B-flat pipes. And I was they they've been on all the drafts of the album up until this most recent one. I decided to cut it, but Jolly Robin is much more recognizable as a tune, Sleepy Maggie. And I'm planning to do something of a deep dive later this season on that tune. Um, and I'm wanting to have some really good big sets on small pipes that I can use for the next album, uh, the one after this one, uh, so that I can show off those Felsberg pipes. So anyway, here is Jolly Robin on Race Loan B flat small pipes.
Yeah, very cool tune. It's interesting to me how different that B flat to A sound really is. Like, you know, people are loving B flat right now because you can sing to it. Um, but yeah, that A sound's a little bit nicer, of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like that A sound. Hoping for a C chanter pretty soon. I keep on thinking I really love the sound of my G border pipes, but I don't know. I mean, that's the nice thing about the C small pipe chanter is that it'll play pretty well with the G border pipes. That's why I got the C Pacos chanter, right, is to to be able to do those together. Uh, Anyway, we're running short on time here, so I'll cut to my last new instruments here. This is, again, like my last... Literally, my last day in North Carolina, I met with Tiber Falzette, and we recorded a lovely conversation, which will be an episode uh, soon, I hope. Um, and uh, But anyway, Tiber, uh, again, unbeknownst to me, had a set of, uh, I, I think Hamish Moore, although it might have been Hamish and Finn Moore, but Hamish Moore, Border Pipes and Small Pipes in D. So uh, I was super excited to play those, obviously. The, you know, Hamish and Finn Moore are names that live pretty large in uh, small piping and border piping. Uh, and so I was excited to, to hear some up close and in person and get a chance to play them because I'd, I don't know, I kind of heard that they had a bit of a... I've been paying attention to, like, people who... Uh, often talk about like their dream sets, like on Droning On podcast, James often talks to people about their dream instruments or like what they play. And there's just a number of people who play Hamish Moore border pipes that say like they love them. They're their they're dream instrument. That's what they wanted. And then they will at some point in the interview say that border pipes are really a pain in the butt to play and they don't work very well. And it's like, well, mine work really well. So I was, I was super uh, excited and uh, eager to, to play a set of more pipes to see if they were um, terribly tricky or not. Um, I, didn't, I didn't find them to be too hard. Um, they are all cane reeds, which I'm sure will contribute to some uh, challenges and temperamentality, right? Like I love cane reeds if I'm in a position where I can play cane, like play every day. But yeah, if you're if you're not, and I think that's one of the honestly, I think that's one of the nice things about small pipes is either a you can play them every day because they're quiet, or b like you can kind of you know the, the plastic reeded ones you can kind of set down and pick them up and play them when you have a chance, and they're really lovely and warm and rewarding to you, uh, even if they're you're not going to work perfectly because you haven't been playing them all the time, you know. Um, but yeah. Tiber had done a good job of, of getting these things ready to go so I could just jump right in and play them. So uh, we'll start with me playing the D small pipes. And again, uh, this is going to be that mermaid song set again that I, I played earlier on the Felsberg pipes. So uh, anyway, here it is. This is uh, the mermaid song on Hamish Moore small pipes. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah, and for good measure, I threw cutting bracken in there at the end. Um, yeah, so pretty pretty lovely set of small pipes to play. D pipes are always a bit challenging, but I included that strike up because they just I, <clears throat> the small pipes had a really lovely bubbly feel to them when the drones were coming in. But the thing I was I was really excited to play were the border pipes. You know, um, I always wonder kind of whose border pipes can pinch up or not. And since so few players bother with pinching up to high B and high C, you can't really ask people. So uh, I was excited to have a set of Hamish Moore border pipes so I could see if the Channer pinched up to high B and high C well at all. And so I played some tunes and enjoyed the getting a feel for the instrument. And then I asked Tiber if I could try to play high B or high C or I said, does it play high B or high C? And he said, I don't think so. I don't never done it. Um, and it's like, well, do you mind if I try? And he said, yeah, go for it. And well, this is what happened. I'll, I'll just play you the clip. I don't know if you could hear Tiber there, but he was giddy, uh, kind of giggling with laughter and saying, I didn't know they could do that. And it really just speaks to, like, that's sort of how my whole conversation with Tiber went. It was just awesome. He's such a bubbly, uh, cool cool dude to hang out with. And the conversation we had, uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing with everybody. Um, anyway, so here's uh, me playing another set on those pipes. And, and kind of to the point of what a joy Tiber was to play music with, uh, he really perfectly executes the, like, the yelp or whatever, the, the shriek. And I just, there's nothing better as a piper than somebody doing the yelp as you're playing. I wish there was a, uh, I wish I had a good sense of, like, where it fits best. Because every once in a while I'll do it and it's great. And then sometimes like, no, that was the wrong spot for it. I feel like my assumption is you're supposed to do it when the spirit moves you to do it. Like there's some uh, Ojibwe ceremonies and stuff that I've been to where you're like, people just get up and start dancing. And sometimes it's an, uh, like an obligation you're supposed to. And sometimes it's like, no, just the spirit, you know, it felt like it was the right thing to do. It kind of feels like that's the approach you should take. I was trying to train Robin to do it. And I've got some great recordings of me playing uh, small pipes and Robin just kind of in the background going yeah like kind of doing the the shriek um coincidentally because that was the sound he was making at that stage of his development but uh anyway here is rusty old gun this is one of my favorite tunes from donald mcdonald and again a thing i'm working into a set for roly-poly um but here it is on hamish moore border pipes So, yeah, fun instrument to play. Um, I can definitely... I don't know. Like, it's... The, I'm going to go out on a big set where I'm going to try to use the, the high B. They do pinch up to high B and high C pretty well. I couldn't get them to D. I didn't really want to push it too hard because, you know, I I don't think pinching up does too much damage to the re, but it's certainly going to shorten the length of it. And I feel like the higher you go, the more you're running the risk of that. Um, 
But yeah, I couldn't get it to high D. Could get it to high B and high C pretty darn reliably. But again, a lot of that, like, it, again, one of the reasons I love cane drones is it's so easy to manipulate a cane drone read to stay open and not really lose much music quality with it. Like you just throw a wad of wax in the end of that tongue and it's good. You can bend it back. You know, it's just, oh, love, love cane. Really got to go back to cane. Um, now that I figured out I can play bagpipes in my garage uh, pretty comfortably, I think my whole, <laughs> I think I might be able to play Highland Pipes a lot more. And especially, I got this new Chanter that's about 110 years, 120 years old. Um, that's specifically for pinching up, so it, it makes me want to spend more time doing it. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Uh, we're going to go on a set of tunes that I cut off of Bannocks of Barley Meal years ago. This is a, a set that almost made it to the end. Um, but uh, I keep on wanting to revive it because it's a lovely bunch of tunes. This is uh, Tam Glenn, uh, also known as Mucking a Geordie's Buyer. Uh, it's not the Mucking a Geordie Buyer that people are used to today. Uh, it's an older one. Uh, and then a tune called Lads at the Kilts. And then the Joiner's Jig, I think it is, which is essentially the Stool of Repentance. Uh, but these are all on uh, Hamish Moore Border Pipes, courtesy of Tiber Falzette, who, like I said, Hopefully we'll be hearing a pretty incredible conversation uh, in a couple couple weeks. That might be our next episode, or it might be that Northumbrian episode that I recorded with Rob Edward and uh, or after playing Rob's uh, Northumbrian small pipes. I went on this big old John Bell exploration. So I'm not sure what we're going to hear in a couple weeks, but it'll be something. Um, Thanks, everybody, for hanging out and interacting with me to make me feel comfortable traveling around the country asking people if I can play their bagpipes or not. And, uh, yeah, big thanks to John Charles and Rob Edward and Tiber Falzette for letting me play their pipes and record it for this episode. I also recorded some playing with Ryan Benke on his pipes, but uh, we're we're out of time, so that's going to wind up being its own episode in the uh, distant future, it feels like. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. My goal right now is to have Roly Poly out uh, for Bandcamp Friday, at least open for pre-sales. Like it's it's really close to done. I'm definitely having uh, uh, kind of pickiness <laughs> about getting everything just quite perfect rather than done, and I should probably just let it be done so I can move on uh, to other things because Piper's Gathering is coming up, and I got to get ready for my presentation there and. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> pretty, pretty excited. Uh, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash way too twang, where I often upload kind of just music only episodes or, um, uh, like tune books from the archival collections that I use probably won't wind up doing it for this episode, but, um, for kind of more normal episodes where I'm playing new tunes to the podcast that happens pretty regularly. Uh, anyway, that's at patreon.com slash way too twog. Uh, otherwise tell a friend about the podcast that you think might be into it. And anyway, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Cheers. Uh, thanks again, Tyber. This set is, uh, it uses the high B's and, you know, I think the chanter can do it, uh, but it would take probably another hour or two of me finicking with the drones to get them to stay open. So they don't always hit the high B, and also there's some strain on the drones as I'm doing it. But uh, anyway, cool set of tunes, I think. This is Marking a Jordy Spire, Lads of the Kilts, and the Joiner's Trade. <laughs>